Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and do you hear that? I do. Training camp, or at least rookie camp, has officially begun for several teams. Those teams are Falcons, Ravens, Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, Giants, and of course, the Miami Dolphins. Football is so, so close to being back again. Uh, And yeah, I guess for this episode, I actually have some news to break down. Shit happened in the last week. Thank fuck, because it was getting boring trying to find stories to talk talk about every week. Wasn't boring, but either way, NFL is almost here. Almost here. I get storylines to talk about again. I get some good storylines to talk about this week. Uh, But yeah, this week's episode, like always, will start off with the NFL Weekly Update. And then we'll go into top five most overrated and underrated players in the league. I was hoping to have someone on this week. People were chomping at the bit to get on this time, uh, this time last week. And then when the call came, no one answered. It is what it is. We'll have more people on throughout the season. Once the season actually starts, they're not as big as NFL fans as I am. That's all I'll say. Uh, but yeah, I guess let's get into the NFL Weekly Update, starting off with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is finally signed. He signed a two-year, $26 million contract with the Tennessee Titans, uh, up to $32 million with various different incentives. Uh, my initial gut reaction from the deal is... Uh, congratulations, Titans. You have officially moved up in my AFC power rankings. You have gone from 11th to 10th now. So uh, big ups for that. Uh, really, it doesn't change anything. If you've listened to me before, you know that I do think that the Titans have an outside chance of making the playoffs, outside chance of winning the division. I think the only way they do make the playoffs is if they do win that division. Uh, but yeah, let's talk more about DeAndre Hopkins. So a few things DeAndre Hopkins listed, uh, what, when he was free agent looking for his new team, uh, wants a QB who loves the game. Now this is wants a QB who loves the game. Doesn't necessarily have to be very great at that said game, but, uh, sure. Ryan Tannehill loves the game of football. I'm sure Will Levis also loves the game of football. Uh, great defense. Check. I think that's something the Titans actually do have. I think they have a very, very, very good defense. And his last uh, last thing on his list, I don't know why that was so hard for me to say, but uh, stable management. Obviously, with the Titans, Mike Vrabel is there to stay unless you are Chew and you think otherwise. But uh, Mike Vrabel is the only sound piece of management. It is... Uh, New Titans GM, I think his name is uh, Ran Carthon, uh, something like that anyways. Uh, it's his first year, so I don't know how stable you can really say it is, but uh, Hopkins picked this team, also said that if he doesn't get a 1,000 yards, he's going to retire. I said it last week, if he joins the Titans or Patriots, it looks like he's going to be retiring uh, in the 2024 offseason. 
I guess we'll see. Uh, a lot of v- Hall of Fame wide receivers have gone to the Titans essentially for their careers to die. You got Randy Moss, you got Andre Johnson, uh, most recently Julio. And let's see if DeAndre Hopkins adds to that list of guys. Uh, one last stat on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, if I were to ask you who had the most uh, touchdowns for the Titans organization before Hopkins signed there, a uh, few names would probably come to mind. Is it uh, former first-round pick from last year, Traylon Burks? Nope, he only has one. Maybe it's the guy who's been there, I guess, the longest, if you look at this room, with uh, Westbrook Akine. Nope, not him. Uh, maybe it's a sneaky answer. Maybe it's Derrick Henry. I don't know. He doesn't catch the ball much, but maybe he does have the most amount of receiving touchdowns. Uh, no. It is head coach Mike Vrabel with 12. Uh, the Mike Vrabel who played linebacker for the Patriots has 12 receiving touchdowns for his career. More than anyone on his team not named DeAndre Hopkins. I think that is just an objectively funny stat. Uh, yeah, and we'll leave it at that. Hopkins is a Titan. Uh, next item on the list, we have uh, extension news. Quinnen Williams has been extended four years, $96 million deal, 66 guaranteed. This makes him the second highest paid defensive tackle in the league. Uh, obviously behind Aaron Donald. I don't think anyone's going to touch that Aaron Donald money. Obviously, this is a deal that the Jets needed to happen. Um, I don't think they wanted this to linger into hard knocks. As I reported weeks ago that the Jets were going to be at the hard knocks team, it was just official by Schefter. But if Schefter was a listener of the Cover Zero podcast, he would have known that the Jets were confirmed for hard knocks already. Uh, but yeah, Quinnen Williams, I think he is the se- obvious second best defensive tackle. Uh, no, I put Chris Jones ahead of him. Third <laughs> third best defensive tackle in football. Uh, absolutely deserves this money. Uh, I will still never forget uh, for his draft process during that interview. And he sneezed and he blessed himself. And I knew right then and there that is a special, special player. Uh, and he is. He is. He is truly phenomenal. Uh, more, more contract talk here. Uh, the... Deadline for the franchise tag for those players to get new contracts has officially passed, leaving Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard uh, on the tag for this season. Uh, the franchise tag for them, I think, is at $10.1 million. Back in 2015, the franchise tag for running backs was $10.9 million. So over the last eight years, the value for running backs has decreased so much that even the franchise tag is lower, where every other position has just increased a crazy amount. Uh, Yeah, the running back position is in a giant flux right now. I have been saying this for a while. I don't think running backs matter. I mean, I have my whole take where I give me the best kicker in the league over the best running back. Uh, they're just very easily replaceable right now. Do I think that they should be getting paid? Yes, I think it's one of the hardest positions on the body uh, in the sport. I mean, you're asking these guys through high school, through college, where they're playing for free. I guess college, it's a little different now. But mo- all, all these guys in the NFL did not benefit from NIL. So they played for free. 
basically just being in car crashes every single game that they play in. And then the NFL, they get that first contract, they get that rookie deal. It's fine. And then after that, bye-bye. NFL teams don't want you anymore. Uh, It's sad. I don't know what the solution would be. Uh, No one does, really. I've seen a bunch of numerous things where uh, running backs need to be treated different, where... uh, uh, the rookie deals, instead of having a five-year deal, maybe make it two to three years. Maybe they have more guarantees in those deals. Uh, I've seen people call for to abolish the salary cap. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's already a free market and they're not getting paid. If you give the owners limitless amounts of money, they're not just going to pay limitless amounts of money for anyone. If the market dictates that none of these running backs are worth that number... It sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, And it's not going to get any better either. Uh, The free agents for next year, we got guys like Derrick Henry. uh, Obviously, the three guys on the tags this year. So Barkley, Jacobs, Pollard, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, all looking for a new deal next year. And this doesn't even include current free agents. You have guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, uh, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, I feel like I'm forgetting someone, but there are a lot of good running backs. There are too many good running backs that are in the NFL right now, and it is what it is. Uh, I will talk about one of the guys on the tag. I will talk about uh, Saquon Barkley. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the Giants have not offered him a contract given the whole offense is based around him. If it wasn't for Saquon Barkley, the Giants offense would be absolutely putrid. Uh, I hope he sits out and tanks through season. Honestly. Uh, for the other guys, I don't think it's really that big of a deal offensive system-wise. Obviously, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Uh, he's a great back. And Tony Pollard, he really had his breakout season uh, with the Cowboys before getting hurt. They're going to need to bring someone else in, uh, that being the Cowboys, to play along Tony Pollard. But either way, uh, and I guess next note is another running back uh, note. But Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals uh, took a $3.4 million pay cut so he could remain on the team. Uh, Yeah, that's the state of the running back position where guys are willingly obviously not willingly because none of them want to do this but if they hit the open market then they know that they're getting less now uh but yeah losing three million dollars just so you can stay on that team and not hit the open market is it's sad it is very sad to be a running back uh i don't know how this is really going to affect the nfl and the overall sport of football i don't know if you're gonna have guys like the high level guys in high school are gonna be like No, why would I want to play running back? Because they don't get money. Their bodies get destroyed. It's it's weird. It'll be interesting to see if any changes happen from that. Uh, The CBA can't be touched for another seven years. Uh, Good job, players, for fucking that one up for multiple reasons. Uh, But yeah, we will keep moving on. Another contract extension. Uh, Evan Ingram got a three-year, $42.5 million deal, 25 and a half guaranteed. 
so yeah, this is where we are, uh, where Evan Ingram, who is getting paid way more than guys like Saquon Barkley, Josh, like literally any running back. Uh, good for Evan Ingram. Great that he got that money to secure his family's future. Uh, it puts him in between Mark Andrews and Dallas Goddard in the tight end pay scale. Uh, do I think that Evan Ingram is worth that money to be slotted between those two guys? Absolutely not. Do I think that those guys, whenever their contracts are up, are going to get paid way more than Evan Ingram? Now I... Definitely. Uh, either way, Evan Ingram, interested to see what he can do, if he can have another great year in Jacksonville, uh, hoping that he can. Uh, yeah, and let's go on to the last few notes. Honestly, let's just stick keep keep up with the running backs theme uh alvin Kamara pleaded no contest to his assault charge uh i know it's not an official assault charge but him and his boys kicked the shit out of some guy after the uh 2022 pro bowl i'm assuming he will get suspended we've heard nothing about him getting suspended yet though but he pleaded no no contest to it uh the Bucks unveiled their creamsicle jerseys. They are back. Uh, honestly, these are one of my favorite jerseys in football. I love them a lot. I might get one. I might have to get one. I don't know who I'd get. That's that. That's the issue. I don't really like anyone on the Bucks that much to get their jersey. Maybe Vita Vey. I love my big boys up the middle. Um, there was a. Simeon Rice, maybe. I think that was the name that when I wanted to do this like a while ago and get like the old school uh, creamsicle jerseys, I think that was the name that I had in mind. But uh, we'll keep moving. Last note up, uh, Malik Jackson has retired from the NFL. Uh, longtime defensive tackle, uh, Super Bowl 50 champion with the Broncos. Uh, then went on to... The Jags, and then he finished off his career with the Eagles and the Browns. Uh, one-time Pro Bowler. Very very good career. He will not be making my Hall of Very Good, but this is a notable retirement if you watched football in the 2010s. You know who Malik Jackson was. He was a very good player uh, at his time. Okay, um, that is the NFL Weekly Update. Let's get straight into the most overrated and most underrated list. Hmm. Which one do I start with here? Do I go most overrated? Do I go most underrated? Uh, I'm probably going to start with the most underrated here just because we all know the overrated list is the one that's going to get the clicks here. So... Uh, starting off at number five on my most underrated list, we have Pittsburgh Steeler T.J. Watt. Now, you might be thinking, Jason, T.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year two years ago. Who who underrates T.J. Watt? Um, I'll tell you for one thing, Madden. Madden underrates T.J. Watt. Uh, they put out their official overalls for the edges, and I think it was Nick Bosa, 98, Miles Garrett, 98, uh... I'm forgetting someone. Micah Parsons, 96 or something like that. 96 or 97. Uh, then TJ Watt, 94, tied with Vaughn Miller. Uh, 
I love Von Miller. Should not be a 94 anymore. He is just old. Uh, TJ Watt should be at least tied with Micah Parsons. So that's why I feel like when we talk about top edge rushers in the game, TJ Watt's name does not get as mentioned as it should. I think he's... Oh, this is actually tough to say. Uh... Either way, he's in the conversation with those guys, and I don't think he gets mentioned enough coming off his big injury. I'm expecting a massive season for TJ Watt, barring injury. Um, But yeah, TJ Watt comes in at number five on my most underrated list. Uh, We'll move on to number four, and it is current Dallas Cowboy, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Brandon Cooks has been in the league for a very long time now. Got drafted, drafted in 2014. He's played for the Saints, the Patriots, the Rams, the Texans, and now he is on the Cowboys. Uh, He has had one, two, three, four, five, six, six 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, Obviously, he's had a lot of injuries throughout his career as well. I'm expecting a big thing for him this year uh, in Dallas, but fuck, he's still only 29. It's wild that he's been in the league for this long and only 29 right now. Or maybe he's 30 because this is old. Uh, this is bad podcasting. Nope, he's got another another couple months till he turns 30, so he is still 29. Either way, Brandon Cooks... Uh, absolute gem never really hit his peak that people thought that he could but uh absolute great wide receiver in this league has been very good for a long time and i don't think that he gets the credit that he is really due uh moving on to number three we got bengals defensive tackle we got dj reader um I think DJ Reader is one of the most underrated people in the league, let alone the Bengals. I think he is the best uh, defensive player on that Bengals uh, defense. I mean, that was... Ugh, it's been a long day. It is very hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, DJ Reader is... If you take him, if he gets hurt for the Bengals, I think that takes away a lot of what the Bengals can do on defense. He plugs up those run lanes. He makes sure that... Uh, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard can rush off the edge and just get that 1v1 matchup because he is taking the double team in the middle. Uh, It won't show up on the stat sheet because stats for defensive tackles rarely do, but DJ Reader is one of the best in the league, uh, and he should get his name heard more. So DJ Reader... Shout out for getting your name uh, called out on the Cover Zero podcast. Uh, Moving on to number two is uh, Seahawks safety Quandre Diggs. Uh, Been in the league now for since 2015. Started his career in Detroit before getting traded to Seattle. And since he's been in Seattle, he has been a three-time Pro Bowler. just, again, it's, it's one of those things. He is underrated. Uh, I think... Yeah, he's had 14 interceptions. Oh, no, I'm missing three of those. He has had 17 interceptions in his stint with Seattle so far. Um, 
not much else you can really say. I think that he's one of those guys who, when you talk like when you talk about best safeties in the league, obviously you got Derwin James, Javon Holland, Kevin Byard, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, and he doesn't belong in that conversation. But I think when we're talking about that next tier of safeties, he is right there. He is very good. He is going to be a part of a very, very good Seahawks secondary and hopefully a very good Seahawks defense this year. Uh, just deserves a little more love from the national media. Uh, Quandre Diggs. And number one most underrated... Uh, I was going to say person, but it's not a person, actually. Uh, it is offensive linemen. It's the big old uglies who protect the quarterback, do all the dirty work, don't don't get the praise that they should. Uh, I think probably the only offensive lineman that does get the praise that he should is Trent Williams because that man is just a medical marvel, uh, freak of an athlete, freak of a person. Uh, but yeah, this is about offensive linemen as a whole, not Trent Williams. Uh, they just deserve more credit. It sucks that they don't have any awards for them specifically. Uh they should. I don't know why they don't. That's really uh, stupid, actually. Um, offensive linemen, they don't get talked about, but they are probably the most important unit as a whole. Like, if you're talking about, like, like secondary and defensive line and linebackers and receivers and whatever, uh, having a solid, good offensive line is what makes good teams great. Uh, lots of offensive linemen deserve their they deserve their spot in the sun they are great they don't get talked about nearly enough but we got to give them some love so offensive line offensive linemen are my number one underrated people in the NFL time to move on to the most overrated and I know not a lot of people are going to like these names. Um, I thought Spills was coming on this week, and I planned out that I was just going to list five Chargers. Uh, I was going to say as a joke, not really a joke. I could have put five Chargers on this list, and I would have slept perfectly fine at night. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll find out what Chargers I do have on the list, because they are definitely on the list. Uh most of you already know one Chargers player I'm going to talk about, but we'll save that for a bit. Uh, starting off at number five, we have Mark Andrews. Now, before I get into it, I think Mark Andrews is a top three tight end in the NFL. I think he is great. Uh, he is the best receiving option that the Ravens have. He is very good. He is a very, 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 very good football player. However... I have seen time after time for Mark Andrews and the Ravens in big games where they need a play, they need something, and there's Lamar, he's trying to do stuff, and then he throws it to Mark Andrews, who has a first down, drop. Multiple times. I don't know, again, I'm a Dolphins fan. I mainly watch Dolphins games, but every time it seems I turn on a Ravens game, Mark Andrews has a case of the yips, case of the drops, um... And I don't get it. And it's usually in big games where I see that happening. And it kills drives. It kills momentum early when you have a guy that drops the ball. Obviously, this is probably unfair and this is a very small sample size. But 
I'm going to put Mark Andrews on my overrated list because it is my list. Uh... Number four, we have our first Chargers appearance on the list uh, with Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, again, very, very good player. I don't think anyone can really refute that. Uh, However, hurt constantly. Does not deserve to be talked in the same class as his brother. His brother is much, much better than he is. Uh, Like Joey Bosa's career high, like again... He's very good, but his career high for sacks is 12 and a half. He always hovers around the 11-10 mark. And again, always hurt. Can't really rely on him. Chargers really have to figure out their medical staff because that's been a problem for like two decades almost. But again, I like Joey Bosa. I think he's a very good player, but I think people overrate him and they do put him in that conversation with those top tier edge rushers where he does not belong. He does not belong in that conversation with Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, uh, his brother, and so on and so forth. Uh, Moving on to number three, we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Devin White. Uh, Devin White wanted to be paid handsomely this offseason, sat out of OTAs, even though OTAs are voluntary anyway, so good sit out, Devin. Um... Yeah, does not does not deserve to be paid at all. Like one of the highest paid linebackers in the league, still a shit ton of potential. Uh, but it's just it's not there. He plays like a chicken with his head cut off for most of the time. Doesn't have very good instincts. He is a superb athlete, but people talk about him like he's still one of the best linebackers in football. He is not one of the best li- linebackers in football. I don't even think he's a top ten linebacker in football. So. Devin White easily makes it onto my NFL's top five most overrated list. Uh, we'll move on to number two. We'll head over to the NFC West. And we'll talk about a Seahawks wide receiver named DK Metcalf. Again, DK Metcalf. He's a very, very good receiver. Uh, I, however, don't think he's a top 10 receiver. I don't think he's even... He's, he's a number one receiver, but he's like a 1B receiver. I don't think that he's a 1A guy. Uh, him and Lockett share that number one receiver role very well. I don't think if you were to take Tyler Lockett off that team, and now I guess Jackson Smith and Jigba, I don't think DK Metcalf is really scaring anyone by himself. Obviously, scary man. Fucking built like an Adonis, 6'4", blazing speed, but... That's about it. He he looks the part. He looks scary. But come Sundays, also has uh, a case of the drops from time to time. Not the best route runner. Again, he's very good. But people talk about DK Metcalf like he's a top 10 receiver in the league. Some people do rank him as a top 10 receiver in the league. I don't even know if I have him in my top 15, if I'm being honest. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I'm just not a huge fan of DK Metcalf's game. He is a top 20 receiver in the league, no doubt. Is a wide receiver one. I would not pay him handsomely like some of these receivers are getting though right now. That is for damn sure. And last but not least, uh, the number one most overrated player in the league. Drum roll. Justin Herbert. Uh, to no shock of anyone, Justin Herbert is my number one most overrated player in the league. Uh, and it's, again, he's a he's a great talent. 
He, I have seen what he can do. He has had some superb games. He has a great arm. Uh, but people want to talk about him like he's Josh Allen, like he's Joe Burrow, like he's Pat Mahomes, which is fucking wild. And I've seen nothing from him other than empty inflated stats that show me that he is on those threes level. Uh, I think right now I have Justin Herbert as my seventh best quarterback in the league. Um, I don't get it. I, I get he has the talent. He has everything that you want in a quarterback, but he does not have that it factor. He does not have that dog in him. Like, I think Justin Herbert's best game of his career is probably that overtime loss against the Raiders. Yeah, like, I, if your best game of your career is an overtime loss, uh, I think that's sad. Uh, I think your first playoff appearance blowing a 27-0 lead is even more sad. Can't blame him all on that. Uh, a lot goes, a lot of blame goes on their dumbass of a coach, Brandon Staley. Uh, I just don't get it. Justin Herbert is Matt Stafford. And I think that's a fine comparison, but he is overrated as fuck right now. If you have him in your top three quarterbacks, I think you're an idiot. If you have him in your top five quarterbacks, it's fine. Justin quarter Justin Herbert is not a top five quarterback in this league, though. Uh, and this year will prove that to be right. So, that is my top five most underrated and overrated players. Uh, yeah. I don't think that there's anything really left to add. Uh, it was a good episode this week. I'm I'm happy that training camp is started. Almost started its rookie camp. Which is just weird. Because, like, I don't know. I, I guess there's a bunch of UDFAs that go in there. Because I was just thinking, it's like, the Dolphins draft class was extremely small this year. And... So is it just like Cam Smith and Devin A. Chain just kind of like chilling? Like just them two? But no, they'll have at least 10 to 15 guys out there, which is still not a lot for uh, an NFL camp, or at least for any NFL players to practice. I don't really know what they're doing anyways. But uh, yeah, for next week's episode, it'll be the last episode where I need a topic to actually talk about. Then we get into the division breakdowns. I cannot wait. We'll definitely have people on to talk about their teams in their division. Um, but yeah, I guess until then, I don't really want to end it right now, but I probably should. I'm very hot. It's very hot in this room. I need to go take a shower. Yeah. Should I end it? feel like I'm just kind of prolonging everything right now, but why not? And if you're listening to this at this point, thank you. Uh, any more NFL news that I can really talk about? Now, let's end it here. If you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.